The Babylon Project was our last, best hope for peace. It failed. But in the year of the Shadow War, it became something greater. Our last, best hope for victory. The year is 2260. The show, the name of the pod. Episode 52, Dust to Dust, in which Bester returns to help track down a new drug that is harmful to telepaths, and Jakar has a revelation. Hello and welcome to The Name of the Pod, the podcast where we talk about Babylon 5 and any number of other things that happen to cross our minds during our weekly, (laughs) hourly chat, hour-long chat. Uh, My name is Chris Tatro, and joining me on the other end of the microphone is my co-host, John Cassie. Hi, Chris. Hi, I guess you're not really on the other end of the microphone. That's sort of a, I'm I'm already starting off in in tip top form here. Yeah, right, right. It's 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 like uh, even though I'm recording in California and you're recording in Massachusetts, we've got mm-hmm. uh, two, um, you know, two uh, two Dixie cups and a and a string. Yep, yep, <laughs> yep. That's uh, that's the the level of technology we're using right. here. Anything Give, more, and we're we're really risking it. Right. G- given uh, given that we've sometimes had trouble uh, with maintaining the quality of our of our audio and there have been times when i've listened to our yeah. episode and said it didn't sound like this when we recorded it and now it really does sound like we're <laughs> you know like we're like we're an old edison record yeah. you know that kind of thing we're, we're in adjoining bathyspheres That's and right. uh, sort of yelling through the walls <laughs> yeah yeah it's nice great. use it's of great. the word bathysphere by the way oh. I, I try i try to work that in at least daily oh that is in the in the list of top ten most fun words to say, I think bathysphere, yeah, has to be on that list. I I admit that as the word was coming out of my mouth, I I had momentary terror that I was pronouncing it wrong. Right. But, uh, you know. Hey. Yeah. If you grow up on uh, on nature documentaries and PBS as I did, uh, you know far more about Jacques Cousteau uh. than uh, you know, and you know the Mutual of Omaha Corporation than is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that is probably good. Um, yeah. Well, and enough talk about mutual well, of Omaha's Wild Kingdom. Yeah, as I uh, said, we talk about nearly anything here, but but right. we've we've come around the the laptops tonight to speak about uh, Babylon Five and the episode Dust to Dust, and a couple right. of other things. Yeah, and uh, so and and by virtue of of that episode, we've got some. Uh, you know. Yeah. We're we're gonna. Okay, so we're gonna, we, we, we sort of str- <laughs> yeah, yeah. Chris let's, and I sort of struggled with this episode a little bit. Okay, so we're we're not being haters on this, but this is a this one's a pretty weak episode. There's not there's just not a lot of there there, you know. There's not a there's no. I, I I just don't think that there's much in this episode that that we didn't already have other places or that advances anything in any measurable way. Right, right. I think that well, I'm going to second that and say this is what a classic episode written to fill an order for 20 episodes feels like. Yeah. Right? Vir- virtually every program that, that, you know, that you and I watch and that we talk about when we're not talking about this program in our sort of semi-professional podcasters lives we will we'll find ourselves in a in a patch of content where the story runners the story writers have have dialed back the intensity of the main plot they're not trying to work more angles of that main plot and they're trying to give us different kinds of angles or perspectives that's where your day in the life episodes come in where right. you know where you're kind of your maybe your C list characters get get a little bit of time, mm-hmm. right? Uh, you know, in your if you look at the way that uh, you know, say Star Trek: The Next Generation is written, you've got six episodes that feature Jean Luc Picard, sort of four episodes that feature Riker, and then sort of <laughs> one each for the rest of the uh, lead crew, right. right? Right, and you know this. This kind of feels a bit like that, like, um, mm-hmm. 
okay, we're going to give Jakar a little bit of time. I don't know that I would have given him this time, right? Yeah. But okay, we're going to give Jakar a little bit of time, and um, and we're going to continue to maybe develop a little bit of Dr. Franklin's A Very Special Episode of Babylon 5 stim mm. nonsense, right? Mm. Uh, and of course, this episode is about a drug that Fs with people. Yeah. In all sorts of ways, and telepaths in particular, which it's like it, it, enough already with the enough already with the with the drugs, you know, uh, uh, you know, angle. Yeah. Right. The, the, you know, the message. Yep. Right. The, uh, the you know, just say no, kids. Uh-huh. I mean, uh-huh. God bless enough. Yeah. It's it's the mid 90s. It's not really the, I guess it's the height of the dare, you know, or toward the tail end of it, but, but it just, it, it seems that there's a lot of, of anti-drug message in the show. Right. Um, or and maybe I'll, it's, I'll, I don't know, it, it never, it, it never seems, it never seems dealt with in a, in a satisfactory way to me. Yeah. And it's not like I'm, uh, I'm, I'm not advocating a, any kind of a pro-drugs position. You mm-hmm. know, I'm, I, that's not my jam. That's not what I do. Um, but I always found those kind of messages to feel kind of weirdly, this is your brain, this is your brain on drugs. Any questions? It's like, dude, are you, who are you trying to reach? Any yeah. potential, uh, any potential <laughs> audience that that message is targeted to is going to find that so weird or inauthentic that you're done. Well, you know, the kids these days, they're yeah, u- right. using the drugs and uh, right. yeah, it's, 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 it's coming from a place of, of trying to make a some kind of connection but but failing but uh you know here uh i don't know if the the is we we get a couple of lines a couple of pieces of you know it's a dangerous drug and that kind of thing and we get the the whole element of the that the psychor has created it and it somehow got loose into uh into other other uh, alien populations and they're right. trying to use it for whatever purposes so you you've got the the whole you know, the CIA inventing crack cocaine to enslave the African-American, you know, uh, population of the U.S. kind of angle on it. So, okay, yeah, fine. Uh, uh, It was delivered particularly, I think, ham-fistedly in the last sort of scene of the episode. Yep. As Bester's walking down the hallway. But, uh, yeah, there there just was, there was a lot that just didn't, didn't click and didn't work here for me um interestingly uh the director of this episode david j engel yes uh cut his tooth on after school specials <laughs> so uh well there it so, is right yeah there there you have it that's that's where the i think the 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 heavy-handed drug angle was coming in i, I looked at that and went okay that makes sense yeah right um, yeah give this episode to janet greek and it's going to feel very different oh yeah absolutely right? i yeah. think so um, um but yeah and even uh, and even Bester here, you know, we 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 get excited yeah. when we get a Bester episode, or we we remember. I remember. I shouldn't speak for you. Uh, the Bester, oh, there's there's a great Bester shows up and and you know messes with everybody's stuff, and this is going to be awesome. And I don't know this one. You know, he, he comes across a little more sympathetic, I right. think, than than he has in previous episodes. You know, we are trying to make some kind of connection with him, which is that something that we really want. Right. Yeah, that's... We're already, we're already struggling with... We, we should be, or we had a connection with Londo, and now he's despicable. And we've got this other character now who's despicable, and we're being presented that we should be making a connection with him. While, while having him acknowledge that after putting Talia Winters to death, they'd autopsied mm. her. Yeah. Right. You know, the dice. Oh, just, oh, just sort of. Did I say that? Yeah. Dangling that out there as a deliberate taunt. Right. Yeah. He's, right. he's, he's still despicable. Um, but. <sighs> right. See, yeah. you're, 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 you're hitting on something that, that I was struggling with. And that is one of the things I've struggled with in as in in this rewatch and as we've been doing this podcast is mm-hmm. my memory of Bester and the Bester I'm re-encountering are not in alignment. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. My memory okay. of Bester was, oh, he is one of the great menacing villains in this program. He's one of the best parts mm-hmm. of the story when he appears and when he doesn't, he's always kind of floating around on the outside, always prepared to drop in and be menacing. And now we've had him on three separate occasions. And I'm thinking, no, no, the problem isn't, the, the problem is I'm remembering Walter Koenig being on this show with fondness for him. Yes. And I've overridden in my memory that he hasn't been given really great stuff to do. And, and, and even more problematic, before properly establishing him, giving him really good content, they've started the inevitable, let's take the villain and soften him. Despicable mm-hmm. to gray, right? Well, make him, yeah. When in the pre-show, I said, this feels a bit like what Star Trek The Next Generation did with the Borg, which is existential menace. You can only be saved by a Q-level intervention. Right. Okay, that's the first contact with the Borg. That episode was great. Terrifying. And properly terrifying, right? Okay, when do we see them next? Okay, best of both worlds, part one and part two. Best of both worlds, part one. If you're going to make a case, the single best episode of sci-fi television, you're going to have to you're going to have to contend with that episode of Star Trek: The Next Generation. It was yeah, bloody brilliant. Okay, and the Borg are still terrifying. Now we're sort of bester in this episode. We're sort of in this hue of Borg territory, where it's like, well, no. I don't want my Borg to go in this direction. I don't want my Bester to go in this direction. I want my Bester to become more menacing. Yes. Right. I don't want him to read I don't want I don't want there to even be the possibility that I will misread him as worthy of or even tiny sympathetic in the tiniest way. Right. Right. And so I'm hoping that Bester down the road acquires some of that a menace in my memory mm-hmm. so that I can more, you know, kind of properly appreciate the character. Yeah, he's been kind of cartoonish to this point. Uh, right. And we'll have to see. Yeah, I know we get a lot more of him as things go on. We'll have to see what happens there. Yeah, what there. that looks if like. It's, if, if it's the later <laughs> episodes that have really, you know, colored our memories more. Right, right. It's possible. Yeah. Right. So... Yeah. You know, I, I think I think we're meant to see the bester content as as new, but it doesn't it doesn't paint the psychor in a way that's any different from what we already basically know. Right. Right. And and the fact that there's a drug that renders that you know, that if they take it it destroys their mind. I don't know. Do I need an episode for that? Yeah. Do I need yeah. a plot? Do I need a plot time for that? I don't know. Yeah, and we also have a drug that inhibits telepathic right. ability. Right. You know, maybe that's something that's, you know, drugs are the answer and the problem. Right, you know, right. Yeah, I just, matter. you know, I, I, I'm expecting more. We're in mm-hmm. season three, mm-hmm. right? I get, you know, JMS talks about this, you know, uh, you know, Lurker's Guide, you know, quotes this. You know, he's like, you can't maintain the level of intensity of your clothespin episodes. You just can't. I get that. I get that. But a couple weeks ago, we talked about passing through Gethsemane, and that's an example of how you can do a an episode that isn't advancing the main narrative at that level of intensity right? in a way that is itself a very rewarding episode of television to watch. Right? Agreed. You know, this has some Jakar moments that I think, yeah, that's all right. Mm-hmm. Um, but but not enough and sort of mediated by this drug experience, you know, so what is, you know, is he is he imagining things? Is he making stuff up? Is he having an actual spirit quest? Is this a dream vision? I mean, what is it, right? Well, you know, the 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 telepathic 
connection that he makes with Londo and getting all of the the visions and the memories and, and whatnot that kind right. of, we get a montage of him experiencing all this stuff. Right. Yeah, we're you meant know, to read it as that, right? Yeah. Yeah. But I think all of this all of this vision quest stuff later on, that's all Kosh. That's who's been who's who's come in and is nudging Jakar uh toward toward his final decision, which is that he has to, you know, break the cycle of violence, that he has right. to, you know, kind of move beyond. But you know, even that, and that's okay, you could say, you know, you could say, John and Chris, you're totally missing. That's that's an this is an essential pivot point for Jakar, right? But but really, he was already there a couple episodes ago, Day in the Strife, when he was right. willing to go back to the Narnholm world to face, you know, likely execution, right? Um, you know, it, it felt like he had he had made that kind of peace, and it was done in a much more subtle way, right? Than 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 this. <clears throat> Um, so the only, I, I guess the only real takeaway that I'm getting from this is, uh, is that Kosh is moving his pieces on the chessboard. Right. In his, in his inevitable, and not inevitable, in his always inscrutable way. Mm-hmm. Right. Kosh is, uh, you know, advancing, you know, uh, queen to queen's level three, you know, this kind of mm-hmm. thing. Right. Yeah. What does that move mean? I don't. I don't get it, and yeah. that that's fine, why, right? Why push Jakar toward peace rather than, you know, making him a warrior? You know, right. pivoting him towards like, all right, now I'm going to make Jakar and all of his, uh, his circle a weapon against the shadows. Right. Right. Yeah. What's the? Um, yeah. What's, what's the your long here? game? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and that's that's good stuff, right? Mm-hmm. But as always, it's it's good stuff from Kosh, which is a little hard to weave into the rest yeah. of what's going on because Kosh is so inscrutable, right? And again, right. you know, again, not not a not a bad thing, right? But a but little hard it's... to evaluate, right? Right. Right. Like, okay. All right. So we're we're playing checkers, and he's playing hyper go. You know, on like on like a ninth dimensional, you know, go board, right? Right. Uh, okay, we're both playing an abstract strategy game, but beyond that, we're doing very different things. You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. So that's kind of where you know, kind of where I was left, right? Yeah. Same. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. And maybe we'll at, see Jakar down the road, in some way transformed in different ways by this. True. And True. if yeah, so, then can, we may need to come back and reevaluate this, yeah, right? I, I mean, heck, I'm the one who said, oh, this Death Walker is a one-off <clears throat> thing, and there'll never be any reverberations from this plot. And lo and behold, there there certainly have been. That's right, yes. So, uh, so I you know, could be completely reading this wrong. Who knows? We'll see what happens down the line. Right, right. Yeah. So I, I think that, that this sort of brings us mm-hmm. to the conversation, you know, again, Chris and I, We'll correspond by email and, and you know, pre-show for a long time. We've got a, a thread on Gmail that we think is <laughs> is coming close to 100 different responses. We'd said, I, I think it's going to crash the Google server. Yeah, that's right. That's now, right. That's right. Uh, okay. This episode, we are nearly at the halfway mark in Babylon 5, in the whole story, right? Right. Conceived as a novel over five seasons, Okay. We're at two and, you know, season Mm -hmm. two, and then say 40%, okay? Right. So we're just about at the halfway mark. And Chris and I have said over and over again, I wonder what this would look like reimagined as a prestige format program. You know, your Netflix original, your Amazon Prime, you get 10 episodes. And we said, you know what? We're at the halfway mark. Conveniently, this episode is is a little bit of a filler, the sort of right. thing that in a prestige episode, in a prestige format, you mostly cut. Exactly. All right, so we said to each other, what would your season one prestige format, Babylon 5, look like? And we riffed on that. So we want to talk mm-hmm. with you, you know, listeners, and really get your perspectives on, on what does the prestige format season one look like. Now, Chris and I have done that, and... Um, 
and and we're gonna we're gonna riff on that for for a few minutes here now. Right. We're not gonna we're not gonna walk through every every beat and every plot. Yeah, we'll right. put this stuff up on the Facebook uh, group because I think it's easier read than it is listened to, or or it's not as it's not gonna be as interesting to listen to. Uh, yeah, there's, and, there's going to be detail that you're going to want to read about. Yeah. Yeah. And it's frankly, it's better as a conversation with not just the two of us, but with everybody else. Right. You know, saying, oh, you're wrong. You need to have this piece in there and, and a lot of back and forth and whatnot. Yeah. So, you know what, Chris, um, maybe, maybe we, to your point about the conversation, mm-hmm. maybe one of the things that we should do is think about doing like a, like a discord channel evening you know, mm. and, and an hour of conversation, you know, the, the name of the like pod. A Google, community, a Google chat. Something. Yeah, like a Google knows, chat yeah. or a hangout or, you know, yeah. maybe the next time, you know, we the next time you and I are together, you mm. know, at Origins next year, maybe we, we convene a panel, mm-hmm. you know, and ask folks who are interested to come and talk about the prestige format. You know, I think that would be a really yeah. great conversation to have with, uh, you know, with listeners of this program and people who are interested in Babylon 5. Absolutely. Uh, you know, there's lots there's lots of chatter about people wanting. Come on, Amazon, <laughs> pick this thing yeah. up and redo it. You know. Yeah, yeah. Um, All right. So, so let's, what do you so think let's the put first them, question? Money is? where our mouth is here, and, yeah. and and run this through. Yeah, I I think the first question. Maybe maybe we do this as sort of a back and forth. I'll ask you a question. Sure. You ask, You know. So my okay. question to you would be, Chris, um, do you keep Commander Sinclair? Or do you replace him after the gathering with John Sheridan? Now, Chris and I, in, in, when we talked, we said mm. we're going to leave the gathering yeah. more or less as it is. Okay. Right. I right. had thought that you know, the, the easy path with the gathering is that you uh, you take out Laurel Takashima. Yes. You take out the doctor whose name I don't even recall at this point. Right. And you you put in Ivanova and you put in Stephen Franklin. Yes, you know there there wasn't enough on those characters. You have to leave Lita Alexander. You have yes. to leave her yes. there because she's going to come back and do important stuff later on. Yep. But oh, yeah, the the Sinclair question is 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 huge. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's and it's very it's, vexing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And if we if we take him out, you know, there's there we're doing a huge disservice to the people who who love Sinclair. That's right. You know, it's it's like, oh, why are you excising this person who was in, you know, a, a, a fifth or a, a quarter of the story? That's right. That's right. Um, yeah. But if but well, it, since the intention was not to replace him. Yeah. Right. The question has to be asked if you if you reboot this. You know, or maybe the maybe the better question when we get to the start of season two is. Do you do you replace Commander Sinclair do, with Captain do Sheridan? Just, do you do you keep Sinclair? Right. Do you keep Sinclair? You know, do you you know if you need right. to? Did you know because because JMS would have you know he he would have inevitably had to have this conversation in his head. Do I replace the character or do I recast the character? Mm-hmm. Right. And the recast is almost never what people choose to do, but it's a, it's always a choice. Right. Right. And it wasn't done the replacement wasn't done for story purposes it wasn't intended right it wasn't intended if it were a deliberate part of the story Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. then then okay let's go ahead and and we it has to stay um but i think the handoff and i think it creates problems down the road you know, you kind of wonder more what Sinclair up to what, you know, there, even if he's off on, on Minbar doing other stuff. Right. You'd expect to have more interaction with him down the road. So if we include Sinclair, then I think we are opening ourselves up to wanting to include more content for him. Right. Almost certainly. And, right. And, and, yeah. And, and sort of keep, okay, we're adding a whole other storyline of what he, what is he doing on Minbar, organizing the Rangers, doing all this other stuff out there, you know, keeping EarthGov at bay. Um, and I'm not sure, I don't think that, that we want to be introducing a lot of new content into this. Yeah. That's not our goal here. Right. Definitely. Let me, let me stop you. You were answering a very interesting, provocative question, not the one I meant to ask. Okay. Okay, let me go back and see if I can get it right this time. Okay, shoot. Rather than even introducing John Sheridan as a character, 
Mm. Do you keep Commander Jeffrey Sinclair in oh, sure. place? No. I, I I got that. I was I was thinking if we do a switch off, then if if oh, there I were see, a switch off, then we would want to know more of what was going on with Sinclair. You know, because we have we've we've invested a whole season in him. Why that's not, right. You know, why just drop him off? Yeah, yeah. Um, but but right. I mean, either honestly, I think our choices are either to have Sheridan there at the beginning, right, or keep Sinclair all the way through. Or just meld the two of them together in some way. So you come up with some sort of hybrid character. Yeah. That incorporates elements, elements of, both of both personalities. Right. I, you know, the other, the other possibility is you could menagerie him. And, uh, you know, have, have him there only in the gathering. Or show yeah, him right. in flashback scenes. And then, you know, has some sort of accident where he's in a chair that can only go boop. Uh, yeah, or something like that. That 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 explains why he's why Sinclair isn't there anymore. I I think the better the better path is to is to is to blend the characters. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's 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 an interesting it's an interestingly challenging question, mm-hmm. right? Because the Sinclair character gives us perspectives and viewpoints that right. that we that we kind of like right and a relationship with garibaldi that we kind of like mm-hmm. and uh you know a uh you know battle of the line mind block kind of stuff that we like that has to be that has to be dealt with if we were to remove him right right now of course you could just keep him you could keep him until the end mm-hmm. and replace him just as you did okay yeah uh but I, I sort of, I'm intrigued by, I think if I were, if I were plotting this, starting at Gathering, I would be trying to tell the story of Jeffrey Sinclair in that movie, and then have some big ending something right where he's gone and has to be replaced. Yeah. So, right. Some more definitive way that takes him off the board. That's right. Yeah. Um that works with the larger story. Maybe he's lost in time. Right. Because we've certainly got all of that stuff going on. Maybe the gathering takes place on Babylon four. Right. Exactly. Something like that. You know, that's, or or he's the one who sees Kosh. Yeah. 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 He and Lita see Kosh. Mm -hmm. Right. And you, you know, you just, you just sort of manipulate the med lab stuff. And so you do it a different way. Right. Absolutely, and, and yeah. you have Sinclair and Lita, Seacosh, and and you know when when we start midnight on the firing line, we have John Sheridan in place, mm-hmm. and Susan Ivanova in place, right? And we have something happen in midnight that lets them reference back to Sheridan's coming on board, but within the narrative of the program. Sheridan isn't just arriving, right? You see, yeah, he, he he's been makes, in place. Yeah, you know, like, like Susan Ivanova's been time. in place, right? Susan right. Ivanova doesn't arrive right. on day one and been out of the firing line. She's been in she's been in service for six months, right? Right. So you right. do something like that, right? Mm-hmm. And then yeah. you get to really amp up that that Vorlon weirdness factor, mm-hmm. which we liked in the beginning, you know, and, and which we frankly continue to like, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just need we need a more regular, regular feed of it in order to appreciate it more. Yeah. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, okay. So, uh, that all being said, right. If we're going through a season one, yes. In trying to trying to trim down to ten episodes, right. I think it's a, for me as I did this. I got to say honestly, it was a pretty easy endeavor. Yes. Same uh, for me. You know that that there were a lot of episodes in season one. Uh, folks who've been listening a long time know that we didn't really like all that much right. or that didn't uh, that didn't really service the larger story and and that's true of every show we've said this before this is this is not something that's unique to this season 1 is always finding your feet um, right right but in a game of thrones or you know luke cage kind of uh, you know mini series prestige format thing you don't have the time to do a lot of those. Right. Um, right. So we want to make sure we preserve a lot of the good character moments. 
and there are scenes or bits from from each episode that we that are definitely worth uh, worth keeping around. But as I was going through and, and piecing together my ten episodes, uh, you know, an a an a plot, a b plot, and then yes. here are some other beats that we need to hit along the way. Right. You know, I was focusing mainly on the um, setting up the season one's a lot of setting up the pieces that yes. are going to be needed later on. It's signs importance. It's the, you know, the title of the, of the season is what's to come. That's right. So you, you, you know, we start off in midnight in the firing line, right with the Narn attack on the Centauri colony. That's right. Cause you need, that's, that's really where you need to. Yeah. There's your A plot. Yeah. Where you need to be, to be starting off. But you also, I think, you know, you need to keep going with the election yes. on earth and with the as the season goes on, the rising tensions back on Earth, the Home Guard. You know, we don't have the Night Watch yet, but we definitely have uh, have the Home Guard. We have the the anti alien sentiment that's on the increase. Right. Yeah, and you wouldn't um, have the Night Watch until you have President Clark. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's not a Santiago kind of thing. Even right. even the Home Guard is a little. Well, the Home Guard is like a paramilitary organization. So, yes, yeah, so right. that's 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 fine. And in yeah. fact, that helps to that helps to position these sort of Clarkian fascistic mm-hmm. um, story as having a an additional menacing potential thread to it. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, um, and you know, we got to we got to have Deathwalker. You know, Deathwalker has to stick around. Because, yeah. Yeah. Just because. Well, you know, um, look because because she gives you. The League of Non-Aligned Worlds. Definitely right. some, some valuable stuff there, yeah. Right. She she gives you a... She repositions the Mimbari as being as immoral, potentially, as anyone else. It undercuts that Mimbari, oh, we're so much better than you, smugness, right? Right. Right. It gives right. a little bit of... Well... It's sort of pre-mortem. What do you want? Exactly. Right. And exactly. And, and we. That's. It's good to establish that, to set that up. Right. Mm-hmm. And Sarah Douglas's, uh, you know, War Master Jador. I mean, come on. We've referenced her a hundred times on this program. Why? Because she's a badass. Right. She's too interesting a character. Bring yep. Sarah Douglas back right now, as the same character yep. at age seventy, and she would be just as cool. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and you've got Robin Curtis in that episode, so. And you'd have her again. Right. Right. So right. That, that's what you got to do. And you you'd give her more. You you'd give her more to do. Right. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know. Yeah. So other kinds of of yeah. There are a couple of episodes, more I, a plot. A plot know, kind stuff. Of, you know, because because we 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 agree that sort of Deathwalker is sort of an a yeah. plot. Right. An a beat. Right. 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 I think. Uh, I think you you need to have. There's a lot of uh, about the mystery of of what happened to Sinclair yes. at the Battle of the Line, and that's you know that comes up in um, in the Skyfall of Stars, yes, where you've got Earth forces trying to figure out what has what is gone on here, right? Um, and there's you kind of get that from the other side with the Minbari later on in the season, right? Um, as as Delenn is meeting with the Grey Council. So you, you keep those pieces in there. Although I think, uh, I think for, and the sky full of stars, I would get rid of the night one and night two. Yes. And the, the technological telepathy and just bring in, you know, bring in Psycor. Bring in, That's right. you know, you know, real, real like black ops Psycor element pieces here. That's, you know, you could even, you know, as much as I loved the Jason Morningstar episode, uh, you know, you could you could jettison that and and make Sky Full of Stars your early introduction to the to the Psychops. And that's way better. Jason Morningstar? I think so. Jason Did Morningstar? I... What the hell are you talking about? What's his name? Jason Ironheart. I always say his name God wrong, don't bless I? America, Every single Tatro. time. Jason Bloody Ironheart. <laughs> it's... Who's Jason Morningstar? <laughs> Isn't he a role-playing game designer? Maybe. I'm going to edit that so I sound much more... No, you're not going to edit this out. Jason of what? Are we talking Jason of Star Command? What? 
I, Jason Morningstar. Good. You were giving me a like look. Derek, and I couldn't. Derek Wildstar. I mean, <laughs> you were giving me Mark a look, Mitchell? and I was I was sure that you were going to insist that we keep the line, even if we can get rid of that episode. But no, it was just that I said the name wrong. No, because because without that episode, how do we know what it feels like when telepaths make love? God, I will cut you. <laughs> Look at you. You're so smug. <laughs> I said it again. Oh, every every chance so I get. So annoying. Every chance I get. God, I will kill you. Okay, so anyway. Uh, Jason yes. Morningstar, designer of indie role-playing games. That's and good it. ones, okay. too. They in, are, yeah. In all fairness. Jason Morningstar, designer of Fiasco. Okay. Okay, one That's of the most fun hours you could ever have. It is complete insanity that game Ab- uh, yeah. if you're interested in talking more about fiasco go listen to my other podcast game level learn Absolutely. because tr- my co-host tracy wasnegger and i talk about that game all the time because it's bloody brilliant mm-hmm. uh jason Ironheart. Ironheart. right yes a whole I'm segment sure by- that should be cut without prejudice I'm sure by season, the end of season five, I'll be referring to him as, as Jason, you know, Throgmorton Wimple Snap or something like that. So. <laughs> Inevitably. Yeah. Yeah. So cut the hell out of that. Because, sure. that, look, if you, you interrogate Sinclair Sheridan, right, it right. doesn't matter who it is. You're going yep. to change Sheridan's storyline so that he is the guy who was the Battle of the Line guy, mm-hmm. right? You're, you're going to have to do that. Right. Right. He could still be the commander of the Agamemnon down the road, but he's not going to be the guy who destroyed a a a a, a, a Mimbari ship. He's going to have to be the guy who was on the Battle of the Line because you need that content. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And and there's a lot of there's a lot of juicy material around. Oh, it was the Mimbari who wanted him to be in command of uh, correct. Babylon correct. Five. Yeah. You know that's. I mean, hey, Kosh is moving is he's remember ninth dimensional chess he's setting things up that's right you know with the minbari well in advance of what's going on here so yeah yeah it's it's got to be who is the person that was brought in at the at the battle of the line right um yeah and, and you and, bring you bring your psychor people in then yeah. right and that's when you bring bester in mm-hmm. as the person who's guiding his psychop people uh-huh. bester doesn't interact with anyone on the show other than his own people He's like a shadow. Except at the end when he comes in and says, oh, these were rogue telepaths. They broke free and, and we right. had to come in and take them back. And, right. and look at the favor that we did for That's you. right. Be seeing you, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah, I mean, that's, so that's when we... Right. Yeah, that's now, where we get him. Right. Um, what other else do I have for A plot? Well, we, we do the Great Machine later on. Uh, the the tensions with Earth Force over the discovery of the great of of yeah uh, right you know Epsilon three and the yeah. you got to uh, keep Epsilon three and draw right yeah the great yeah, machine of course is too important draw. yeah 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 maybe yeah. keep the same actor for draw you know on both sides of things yeah but, yeah you know, I mean you know what? you know the uh, the actor who played uh, draw first mm-hmm. is now um, brother Theo right right and so I I think. Well, I don't. I suspect we won't keep Brother Theo when we go down there. I suspect we won't Sadly. keep him. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I would. I would leave. You know, I'd leave yeah. him in there. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, and then and I get think ba- yeah. end of the season, we we keep Babylon four. Oh, for sure, because that's going to be important later on. And uh, and really, Chrysalis, I think, runs almost as it as it aired. Yeah. Right. I don't. I don't think we you touch most of that because yeah, it's you don't it's need so to. Good. The only thing I would change when I, thinking of Chrysalis, our, the guy that, Jack, the guy that shoots Garibaldi, kind yeah. of comes out of nowhere. Yeah. Change um, that. Yeah, change that. Build build that character up earlier on in the season. That's right. You know, give him a lot more speaking lines, make him so that he's at least, when he, when he shows online, you, on the screen, you say, oh, I recognize that guy. Right. Um, Make him obviously a home guard sympathizer. Or y- you keep know. him keep him as, as you know, walk in the line, straight and narrow, right, right up until the point where he shoots Garibaldi. Right. Uh, but at least make, you know, give him stuff to do. Make him a recognizable character and don't just right. have him come out of the blue at the end. Make the betrayal sting. Right. Now, what's interesting about that is that when this was filmed in 1995, that was pretty shocking but yeah. Sharon Valeri shooting 
Bill Adama at the end of season one of Battlestar Galactica, the reimagined yeah. Battlestar Galactica. Uh-huh. Oh my lord! That's right? the that's the kind of thing that we're looking for. That's here. right. You know, yeah. make it somebody that you. It doesn't have to be a main character. It doesn't have to be Laurel Takashima. Yeah, right, you know, right. But or maybe it is. Maybe that's or maybe it that's, is. Maybe right. you make that who the character is and stuff. So right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. When when I'm thinking about your a plot beats, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm I'm completely in agreement with you. You know, it's Narn Centauri War. You've got to do the sort of Londo being assassinated. Uh, you know, Jakar with the black rose. Right. Right. You want Deathwalker. You want that religious festival. You got to have yeah. Morden. You know, the that whole Morden stuff. That you just you just take Absolutely. that take that as written. Boom. Done. Right. Right. Yep. Um, <clears throat> you know where where I kind of struggled a bit with season one, and you know, you and I riffed on this in the show, our show, mm-hmm. is what do we have that develops our core viewpoint human characters, right? If the A story is Shadow War, Narn Centauri War, you know, humans and aliens all alone in the night, mm-hmm. right? All of our B plot would become Earth, Mars, Psycor, you know, human, you know, humans versus humans, this kind of stuff, right? Well, right. well, we we only get 10 episodes. In in my read of this, the only the only character who gets a real proper arc of development in season one, as is, is Susan Ivanova. Jeffrey That's Sinclair true. is close. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And Je- uh, Stephen Franklin l- l- less, and Garibaldi right. way less. Yeah. Right. So th- yeah. You know, we, let's riff on get- that. We get like one and a half episodes worth of Garibaldi and of Franklin. I mean, we certainly get more more than just one and a half episodes of Franklin, but you know, we get one and a half decent episodes of Franklin in season one. Right. You save the um, quality of mercy content because you want to the save the machine. Yep. In the event that you want to use the machine, and you keep right. the stuff about him running the under, you know, the underground or Correct. The, the, the the clinic down yep. below, so yep. that you know that he's got this other side to him rather than just being this gruff you know yeah you know i yeah. have stuff to do get out of my way kind of yeah. know, stim addiction guy yeah um yeah but it was virtually yeah, so you have to you yeah. so you have to keep that garibaldi's trickier because um you know as 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 we've noted most of his content comes in survivors which was not exactly our favorite episode no particularly not yours no i hated that Um, episode although i think a lot of it was with the the actor of the the liana kemmer yes the the earth gov intelligence officer yeah yeah Yeah. if you if you change the the actor Mm -hmm. and you rewrite the plot to dial back some of the hysterics yeah then maybe you've got a good... You want Garibaldi and Mars content because you want him continuously being connected to Mars. Okay. Right. That, that's although, fine, but... Although if we're streaming things down, maybe Mars maybe is what you, goes. Maybe yeah. Maybe we don't have a lot of Earth-Mars tension, free Mars kind of stuff. Maybe that has to get cut. Yeah, maybe it just becomes um, Earth, 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 and Earth, right? Yeah. You know, with and, the Psycor and the Clark... Yeah. Santiago resist, you know, the resistance, you know, the Babylon 5 folks are sort of your resistance, yeah. right? And you can certainly have colonies there, and maybe Earth is, you know, maybe there isn't as much of an element of, of Mars having free rule. Right. But but you, you talk about occasional maybe uprisings on Mars, but it doesn't get much more beyond that. I don't think it, I don't think it rises to a higher level of, of, uh, of plot. Yeah, I'd agree with that. that. I'd agree with that. So... Um, but you, you need to have his background and, and really to show what a completely washed up schmuck he was. Right. To kind of balance that against where he is now. That's right. Because you, you're, you're showing his arc almost, his arc is almost entirely off screen. Right. That, that it's, it's more of this was my backstory and now I am here. Um, I mean, it, it would be tough to justify having him be, you know, 
a, a, like a useless drunk at the beginning of the series and he dries up and you know turns into a real stand-up guy by the end i mean why would he well i guess he would get the he would get posted there because nobody else would do it yeah it becomes the just like londo yeah right the 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 joke posting right right but that's going to undermine the way that we feel about the characters above him right you know this is the chief of security right i mean it's not that jokey and it's, I mean, even though people expect it to fail, it's still a pretty significant diplomatic right. project. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, I, you know, I, I proposed, you know, when I, when I sent you my, my mm-hmm. list of, hey, or I think what the beats look like over a 10-episode plot, your email back to me was, was classic. I cannot believe you left this content. <laughs> you hated this episode yeah. so yeah, yeah. much. Right? I'm like, yeah. but there's so little yeah. of Garibaldi, right? Yeah. And, you know, when you cut some of the other stuff that we thought, ah, this is sort of weird filler stuff, you end up with that Ivanova and Rabbi Kozlov material, you know, Definitely. maybe sort of two thirds of the way through the show giving mm-hmm. Ivanova a nice redemptive arc mm-hmm. really setting her up for season two and uh, you know a lot of the great great work that that character does yeah and there's nothing saying that we have to fully explore all of the characters in se- in each season you know if, I think if you look at a lot of the prestige shows especially where there's an ensemble cast they don't not everybody gets all the story time all the back you know the background time the, the development Right. Um, Characters rise into their prominence, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, Game of Thrones. Yeah. You know, Jon Snow was not as important in season one as he was in season four. Exactly. As a for instance, right? You know. Right. Um, And and that's that's sort of by design, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you could you could dial people back and dial other people up, right? Yep. You know, maybe you don't care as much about your humans as you do about your aliens. Maybe you. Sure. You devote more minutes to Lanier and Veer and Natoth that, than, I would than have you no otherwise would. To that. You know, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, um, so if you're if if we're doing this melding of Sinclair and Sheridan, um, you know, because we have the captain's woman, Catherine Sakai. That's right. You know, in the first season, and she's sort of an explorer, and she's out right. there on the on the fringes, and she spots the great old ones and that kind of thing. Right. Um, do we do we turn her into the Anna Sheridan character and have her go missing at the toward the end of season one? Right, and then you make the Anna Sheridan stuff that that we that we already have. You make that a sister, or you transfer well, that relationship to someone else. Right? Well, I don't. I, I don't know that. I mean, we don't have a lot of other. Anna stuff other than you know Sheridan missing oh, I think her, there's stuff or, coming not knowing right right so there is stuff coming right so we have we have Anna there season one mm-hmm. she goes missing maybe mm-hmm. middle of season one or something um, you know and, and Sheridan slash Sinclair is kind of losing his stuff grief stricken her ship is found destroyed that right. she's dead right and then you know all the other stuff that's coming then season two Morden, you know, right. had, we get proof that, oh, you know, hey, you know, she may be alive. Um, and we, we sort of just tie everything back in there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's compelling. Actually. I think it's I think it's a, a neater kind of nip and tuck of of the characters. It holds together, doesn't it? I think so. Yeah, I think so. <clears throat> um, and I know we're running a little long here, but Tali is the only other one I think that we haven't mentioned yeah. And yeah, the question we had is, some... do we keep her or not? Right, right. And we can talk about this more. Um, spoilers. Next week is kind of a shaky episode, too. So we we may continue this discussion. That's correct. Next week. Um, <coughs> we can talk more about the, the, the reason to, to, to keep or jettison the Talia character entirely. Again, like like we said with Sinclair, Talia's leaving was not story driven. Right. You know, it was it was the escape hatch that was always there, but there wasn't it, it's not because the story called for it. It's because the, the actor wanted out. Right. So 
is there much that she's bringing to the table in her season and a half that we really still need to have there? Right. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know that so I we'll, think there is. Yeah. So we'll, let's think about that. Let's talk about that more next week. Yeah. Yeah, inevitably. Um, so we'll post up uh, kind of our notes and our general idea of what this 10-episode first season would look like um and certainly encourage everybody to give us feedback and tell us where we're wrong or where we're brilliant um preferably the brilliant part but i'm not fussy as long as people are talking about us <laughs> right yeah yeah what else what have i missed what else do we want to hit in season one? Oh, I, th- I think for i think for our purposes we've we've covered everything that you and i've talked about okay. right there may be other Good. ways yep. of of refashioning Mm-hmm. season one that we haven't thought about and right. i hope that the that the listeners will say ah guys you know you're you're not you're not being risky enough mm-hmm. blow this blow this whole element up right import this content from season three into season one or you know <laughs> pivot the whole you know pivot yeah. it along these lines and now you've yeah. got yourself a prestige format version of this program I, you know i don't know i mean we're 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 working from our own storytelling mm-hmm. uh, uh, instincts, yeah. right? right? Right. Which maybe are are not really sufficient to do this mm-hmm. kind of uh, rebooting, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So. So. So yeah, join in. Let's continue this conversation over on Facebook, and let's see what uh, what people think and where we want to go from there, and. Next week, when we uh, when we come back to talk about Exogenesis, Exogenesis, uh, that's right. Which, yeah, as I said, again, we're kind of in this, we're in our season three Sargasso Sea. That's right. Uh, we'll we'll continue this and we'll look at season two as a prestige format right. show, um, and, which is a lot trickier, uh, much harder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so we hope you join us then. Indeed. All right, Chris. See you then. All right. All right. Okay. Bye. bye.